to be an uh, authoritative and comprehensive list of the, all the names of marine organisms, organisms that were ever published. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Life Watch Eric podcast, a window on science. In fact, welcome to season three of our interviews. Still about biodiversity and ecosystem research, but stepping a little outside the e-science infrastructure itself to look at other organizations and individuals who contribute to open science, especially in relation to invasive alien species. Today's interview is with Stephanie DeCaza at Vlies at the Flanders Marine Institute, talking about worms and rims, terms that we'll walk you through in just a minute. Thanks very much for joining our podcast today. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. It's great to have your company. Stephanie, good afternoon. How are we today? Hi, good afternoon. Yes, uh, very well. It's uh, very sunny here in Ostend, and uh, thanks for inviting me. It's a, it's a big honor. It's a pleasure to have you, my word. Stephanie, look, um, worms and rims have come up, been mentioned a few times in the validation cases we discussed in season two, um, and they're both part of VLIS, the Flanders Marine Institute. I guess we should start there. What is VLIS exactly? Yes, so uh, VLIS, or the Flanders Marine Institute, is located in Ostend in Belgium, and we were established in 1999. But we can actually go back a lot further in time, so almost 180 years ago, more or less at the same location where VLIS is now, we had an oyster farm. And this oyster farm happens to be the in-law family of a professor at the uh, the Catholic, uh, Catholic University of Leuven. He was called Pierre-Joseph van den Eden. And he converted a small building of that oyster farm into his own um, uh, small laboratory. He did that as, at his own expense. So we actually can say that this is the very first marine research, research station in the world. It was a, a private laboratory, but it was very renowned. Um, Belgian and uh, international scientists uh, gathered here to visit Ostend to conduct their experiments, experiments etc. And then it uh, was open for 30 years of activity. Then it was closed down, unfortunately. Over the years, there were many other institutes and uh, marine stations that appeared and disappeared. And then we fast forward to 1999 and Vlis was born. And so Vlis, it's an autonomous institute. It has the legal status of a non-profit organization and we are under Belgian law. We receive an allowance from the, uh, the government of Flanders, uh, the province of West Flanders. But in addition to that, we also receive uh, funding through projects such as, for instance, LifeWatch. So it's two types of funding that we have. And we act as a coordination and information platform for the marine and coastal research in Flanders. So we try to promote and support the international image of the Flemish marine scientific research. Um, and we are also involved in uh, marine education, in several uh, international partners and projects, etc. 
And so uh, we do a lot, of course, at FLIS, but some of the activities include um, we have a uh, research vessel, the Simon Steven. It's a coastal research vessel. vessel. So we organize the, the program. Uh, we manage the research equipment on board. We also have uh, several uh, sensor networks, uh, like for fish, for birds, for marine mammals, uh, where we uh, perform long-term uh, observations in the marine environment. Uh, we also have a policy document called the Compendium for Coast and Sea. Um, we organize citizen science events uh, like the Big Seashell Survey, Day of Science, of course, World Ocean Day. And then I myself, I work at the data center and there we manage uh, a lot uh, of regional, national and international databases and systems. A few of them are the World Register of Marine Species or WORMS. Um, we also have the European Ocean Biodiversity Information System, so Eurobis, which is the European node of Obis. Uh, marine Regions, with, which is a marine gazetteer. We also have the biology portal of EmoNet. So a lot um, of these uh, uh, databases are curated and managed uh, at the data center. And then, wow, so you're very busy. Yes, yes, exactly. And then a lot of these activities that I mentioned are um, under the umbrella of LifeWatch. So um, Vlis is the marine partner within LifeWatch Belgium, and LifeWatch Belgium is, of course, one of the nodes within the LifeWatch Eric. LifeWatch Eric, perfect. So having a look at these databases, starting um, going one at a time, WORMS. WORMS stands for World Register of Marine Species. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, and so we aim to be an uh, authoritative and comprehensive list of the, all the names of marine organisms, organisms that were ever published. So um, we our priority goes to valid names or accepted names, of course, but we also try to include synonyms. Um, so that we that our register can serve as a guide to interpret taxonomic literature. And we are organized at three levels. So we have the editorial boards, all, all the editors, the experts. Then we have a steering committee and then we have a data management team. So the editorial boards, um, they are actually the ones that control the content of worms. So it's not the database managers that do that. It's the, the experts, the editors. Um, and they, um, they bring newly published taxa to worms. They correct errors. And they're constantly on the lookout for information that can be of interest to worms. And they are very pivotal to worms. Uh, they dedicate their spare time to making worms more complete. So we are very grateful for uh, them that they um, do this on a voluntary basis. So that's very important to realize. Um, currently, we have about 300 worms editors. Uh, they are spread across the globe. But if you look at the AFIA platform, so that's the database behind worms that also contains non-marine information, then more than uh, 560 experts are involved in editing the system. So that's quite a big group. And then, so we, the data management team, we actually um, act as the buffer between these experts and the users of worms. So uh, we get a lot of user questions um, uh, that can be uh, names that are missing in worms, um, some mistakes, etc. And then we forward that to the experts, to the editors, so that they can fix it. 
Um, but we also get a lot of strange questions, actually. Um, some, uh, a lot of people ask us to uh, identify their pictures, uh, which is unfortunately, unfortunately something that we don't do. And we also get a lot of a lot of questions from uh, people who, who think we are a medical website, and then they send us their pictures of their paras parasitic worms. Uh, but so, and <laughs> yes, you cannot imagine what we sometimes receive. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you you have to choose your name carefully. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But so that's why the data management team is there, so we can filter out yeah. those ridiculous questions. Absolutely. And then, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, the Experts can do the work. So RIMS, Stephanie, RIMS stands for the World Register of Introduced Marine Species. Is that uh, the same as worms or, or different from? Okay, so RIMS and worms, they are both the same and different. So I mentioned the AFIA platform uh, before uh, when I was talking about worms mm. and the, that, that's a database where each species is entered only once. And then we can add information to that. So we can add distributions, notes, images, links, um, attributes or traits. Um, and we can add context to these species. And based on the right. context, we can build uh, different web portals on the AFIA database. So, for instance, the WORMS website is the most uh, well-known one. So, that's um, the website uh, built on AFIA that uh, combines all the marine species. Within the AFIA database, we can, at the distribution level, say if a species is introduced or not, if it is invasive or not. So, at at each distribution, we can do that. And then all the species or taxa that have inf this, inf uh, this introduced distribu distribution available, we can combine that in the dedicated RIMS portal. So the website looks different, but it's all based on the same database. So that's basically hmm. why I say it's both the same and different. So RIMS is actually, uh, it records all the species that have been introduced deliberately or accidentally by humans uh, to geographic areas outside of their native range. So it excludes species that have colonized new locations naturally, so the so-called so range extensions, even if it is in response to climate change. And then um, with invasive uh, we mean that the species is reported to have had ecological e or economic impacts uh, in that location. So that's the, the, the type of data that is gathered in uh, RIMS. And currently, it's about 2,300 introduced species that are in the portal. That's a lot. And that's globally? Yes, that's globally. Um, but yeah, we, of course, um, it's, it's not as any type of database. It's not complete. Uh, but No, yeah. okay but it's a good indication. Yes. Okay. Now, the thing about data is that they must be, um, you know, findable, accessible, and, and reliable. You describe, Vilitz, your worms and, and rims as authoritative. Now, that's, that's quite a big word. How accurate are these data? Yes. So, of course, 100% accurate is never possible in uh, no database. But almost all information that is available in AFIA, and so worms and rims, is backed up with a source. 
Uh, a source that can be the published literature, it can also be another database that we link to, it can be an expert opinion, so if a certain expert tells us this uh, species uh, is a parasite, then we will use that expert as the source. Um, but of course, um, we are aware that there are um, uh, data missing, that there are mistakes in there. Um, it's also actually a call to the listeners here. If you come across um, information that you think is missing or errors or something, you can always contact us. Our editors are very um, keen on correcting this. Also, if you want to contribute yourself uh, to become an editor, you can always contact us. So we're very welcoming for that. Mm. So this operation, it's... Um it's 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 not but well it's biology and it's data management it's they're combined yes you have the expertise and the then the care of the curation yes exactly and in our data management team it, we are both biologists and uh, it people so uh, it's both there that's very true so the, and this is what um going forward you know research in biodiversity and ecosystems is going to be consist in, entirely in this and a combination of working across these disciplines to, to work with the data as well as just do the research. It's all very interesting stuff. Now, look, earlier when we were chatting, you mentioned that worms is now also linked or going to be linked to the UN Ocean Decade. Yeah. What's, is that a, a scoop you can give us? Well, the, it's it's already out, so uh, but it's very recent. So it's a very recent thing. So indeed, um, in October last year, uh, Worms was, was endorsed as a project action under the Ocean Decades. So a project which was called Above and Beyond, Completing the World Register of Marine Species, or ABC Worms in short. It's a nice acronym. Mm. Um, mm. And it's linked to the Marine Life 2030 program. So the, the big motto of the Ocean Decade is actually the science we need for the ocean we want. And the general vision yes. is that we want to have excellent knowledge of what lives in the ocean. And then all the marine biological science is linked to taxonomy, right? The naming of species. And that's where worms mm. uh, comes in. So, uh, yeah. So for yeah. the next 10 years, uh, we will be there. Yeah. Interesting, because that actually leads to what will be our next podcast, talking about um, ocean optimism, putting a bit of a plug in there. Look, Stephanie, um, thank you. It always surprises me how how much work goes into um, reporting on species and, and identifying the aliens. Um, and it's surprising, isn't it, that your operation, Fleece, was set off by one scientist under his own funding who just set this up, as a lot of science actually started that way. Um, and then it's maintained by volunteers. Yes. All fighting in the good cause. Good on you. It's very valuable work. Thanks to all of you. And a big thank you also to our listeners, wherever you are. Please bear in mind that LifeWatch Eric provides free access to its online computing facilities, data, services, and resources, and we're keen to invite more researchers to use our cloud-based e-tools. So please get in touch. Visit our website at www.lifewatch.eu and thank you again for your attention today. I look forward to our next encounter. Thanks to you too, Stephanie. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks.